This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Today on the podcast, I have Talu Usula, who is the author of the book, His Treasured Possession. We sit down and we talk about what it means to find our identity in Christ. Welcome, Talu, to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So um, I'm excited to have you on to talk about your book, His Treasured Possession. And you are joining me from the UK, right? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of fun. So can you give us an introduction of yourself? Right, okay. So my name is Tolu. Um, I'm a go-getter. I'm a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm currently studying a master's degree in counseling children young people and family, and also I'm a cake decorator. Um, and I love people. I, and my passion really is for young people, is to really um, find an avenue where I can share my experience with them. And hopefully they can learn from you know what I have experienced in the past as a young adult. And um, so they can you know hopefully avoid that pitfall that I had to go through. Yeah, and also I love making pastries, so I often teach people how to make lovely, yummy pastries. <laughs> you make the most beautiful cakes, too, that ah. I post on Instagram. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So um, if we can talk a little bit about your book, His Treasured Possession, which I read last year and really enjoyed, um, what led you to write that book? Well, like you said, um, and I'm not much of a writer. And if, you know, if someone has said to me a couple of years ago, uh, you're going to be an author, I've probably said, no way. <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't think I'm that intelligent. Um, but yeah, so what led me to write that book really is the, I believe it was the Holy Spirit that put it in my heart to write the book. And really is, you know, God said to me, he wanted me to share my story so that young girls specifically can actually understand and know why they are created. And he wanted every young person to know that they are God's treasure possession. He wanted every young girl out there, perhaps they're struggling to, you know, to relate to my story and to actually give them hope that there is hope in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and it does a great job of that. Um, can you give us a little background of your story? Yes, yeah, so um, I would consider myself as a child that was born into a religious family. And um, I've got um, 10 siblings. And also um, I said a religious family because uh, my dad was an elder. And as a very young age, I was first, you know, going into church, I didn't really, I didn't understand the, the meaning of Christianity. You know, I didn't understand the whole issue about having to go to church every Sunday. And also as a child, 
um, and I rebelled against that um, when I got into my um, teenage years and adulthood. And also as a child, I lost my mom when I was three years old. And as a result, that exposed me to vulnerable situation. I was exposed to pornography at a very young age and also sexually molested by some of, you know, family friends. And I kept that from, you know, from my family. I didn't disclose that to anyone. And I think, you know, as a young, as a child, if you go through, you know, research, I've said, when you go through such a traumatic experience, you know, potentially it can affect your relationship. And for me, you know, growing up into my adulthood, I could not sustain any relationship because I didn't even understand the meaning of love. I mean, for me, the word love was, I could only connect to that word in terms of sexual relationship. I didn't know any better. Um, so yes, yeah, so I would say, you know, my um, I had a very uh, dysfunctional relationship in the past. And also I didn't value myself as, as a child, as a young adult, um, until I met with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I imagine there was probably a lot of shame growing up that you carried, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, like I said, you know, I do value myself. I was, um, I was that young person that was always looking for validation and always trying to fit in, you know, so that I could be accepted. And also, you know, I'm from the African background and I think, you know, from where I come from originally, uh, West Africa, um, her parents, unfortunately, um, they didn't demonstrate affection, you know, and emotional love. And that was something I didn't get from my father. And he could, you know, he would give me anything I asked for in terms of money. He sent me to some of the best schools in Nigeria. But unfortunately, the, the affection I needed I wasn't getting it. And as a result, I believe, you know, that also led me to seek attention wrongly from the opposite sex. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think it's very common for a lot of us. So yeah. what moved you from feeling that way and going through those experiences? What led you to Jesus? Oh, I, I think, you know, sometimes you just really, I just really got fed up, you know, because I've tried everything, you know, I've tried, you know, relationship, I've tried alcohol, I've tried clubbing, party, friendship, you know, designer clothing, looking good all the time. But there was, so, you know, there was still something missing and I got fed up, you know, and I, you know, and I think, you know, I'm a believer, so please uh, forgive me. Sometimes I have to reference the Bible you know, the Bible said, bring up a child in the way of the Lord and they will not depart from it, if I'm correct. I might mm -hmm. not put that um, rightly, but what I'm trying to say, I think, you know, it got to a stage, I just had a flashback about how my parents used to, my dad used to take me to church, even though I wasn't interested. I believe that some of those words that were said to me, there was a planting you know, of, of God's word. And when I got to this point, when I got fed up, I thought to myself, I think 
it's time for me to try God again, you know, because like I said, I never really understood um, Christianity and having a relationship with God. And I, so it was 2008, um, I went to a conference, like a Christian conference and they had an altar call and I decided to surrender my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ from, from that day on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, your book is full of a lot of affirmations. I felt mm. like when I was reading it, you know, like of who we are in Christ. Mm. Um, and one of them being the title of your book, Treasured Possession. So why did you choose that name for your book? I mean, yeah, so I, I actually struggled to come up with a, with a um, title for my book. And I got really frustrated for like three months. I wasn't receiving anything. But on this very day, I was reading um, my Bible. I was studying and I came through um, Psalm, I can't remember on top of my head now. So there was a specific Psalm that actually said, you know, we are God's treasure possession. And that just, for some reason, it was that, it was, I see that treasured possession was lifted out from that Bible verse. And it really came alive to me. And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me, you know. So from that moment, I actually started to really value myself. I understood who God has created me to be. And, you know, that was the, that's the message God wants to pass on to, you know, to everyone, um, perhaps going through some sort of, you know, identity crisis, um, addiction. That's the message I believe God wants me to pass to the world, that everyone, you know, we are his treasure possession if we permit him to come into our hearts mm -hmm. yeah so um what are like some practical ideas or tips that you have that we can look upon ourselves and fill upon ourselves from what god considers us versus getting so caught up in other people's opinions yeah i think you know for me as a believer what what really the practical step i took for me as a believer you know, like you said, you know, I said to people, I've not always been a fan of Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but obviously, you know, when I gave my heart to God, I the, the studying the word of God, because that's where the truth is. You know, for me, you know, having your personal time and relationship, because Christianity is not a religion, is a personal relationship with God. You know, is a one-to-one -one personal relationship with God. And when you understand that, when you love God so much, you give time to what you love, you give time to what you value. So for me, studying the Bible, I've been able to come across, you know, various Bible verse that, you know, relates to my situation, relates to identity. And I would use that, you know, to affirm myself on a regular basis. I would speak it out, you know, before coming to Christ, I was, I was very timid, you know, I had lack confidence. Um, I didn't even have any, you know, really good formal education background. 
But once I knew that the Bible said to me, you know, it said, through Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's one of my favorite verses. Um, yeah. So I would say that repeat, repeatedly. And I think, you know, the, what we expose ourselves to, uh, for me as a believer, what I expose myself to is very important. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that you know that have you know have helped me to grow in my what in my um, relationship with God. Uh, you know, meditating on His Word, you know, feeding on His Word. So I surrounded myself with with believers, and also um, my desire to know Him more has helped me a lot. So intentionally, I cut off my, my old friends because, you know, um, I felt that at that point, I wasn't strong enough to be around them and they might easily just influence me back to the things of the world. And so I intentionally cut myself off. And even there was a time for, I think about seven years, I was... I didn't have any social media. Um, so yeah, so those are the practical things that helped me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So for um, quite a while, you were a single mom and you just recently got married, which congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how do you maintain your relationship with God now that you're married? Um, and continue what the relationship you had established with them when you were single. Yeah, um, you know, I thank God that my, you know, my husband also is a believer. So, you know, that was very important for me right from the start. And there is no competition, you know, between him and God. Yeah. Um, you know, he understand that God's take the, the first place in my heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he respects that and vice versa. So that's how I've been able to maintain it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And obviously, you know, my, my, my family is my ministry as well. So I have to be aware and conscious of, of that and, you know, intentionally, you know, make sure my, my schedule also, you know, um, my family is very well involved as well in my schedule. Um, so it's having that scheduled time that I can have my personal relationship with God. Because one thing for me as a mo mother, as a wife, if I don't seek God God's face early in the morning, that's it gone for the day. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it, it's so, you know, when you, when I have to do so many things, so it's so important for me to be disciplined about my time, me with God. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't always make that time sometimes. But, you know, God is a loving father. And I think, you know, he deals with our hearts. Um, so he obviously knows our hearts more than <laughs> anybody else. Um, so that's it. I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm working towards that perfection by by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you work with young people, is that right? So, no, so currently I'm, I'm still training. So I'm in my final year. Um, so I'm doing my master's degree. My okay. background is social work. 
Um, but um, I've, you know, I prefer to do counselling. So this is why I went into counselling for children and young people and families. So um, I've got a few months left, then I can officially practice. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's um, exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is exciting. So you mentioned your ministry earlier. Um, what all does that involve? Yeah, so I was saying that, you know, for me as a believer, um, what I was trying to say that my ministry, my first ministry is my family. Oh, uh-huh. Does that okay. make sense? Yes, yes, that yes. makes sense. Because we, yeah. we all have a ministry, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you have, for me, I have to, even though God takes the, the priority in my heart, but also I have to love and cater for my family. I have to have time and make time for them. Um, the reason I said that, because I have, I've come across individuals and even before, you know, whereby we, they allow religious activities to take over their life mm -hmm. and they somehow neglect the needs of their family right does that make sense yeah it does uh -huh. yeah so you know as a believer I think you know it's so important for us to balance it out yes it's good to 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 do other ministries you know within your church within your community but you have to balance the whole thing out because I think you know after God um God does not want our family to to be dysfunctional because we're so involved in so many things we shouldn't be um anyway yeah yeah uh, so your book um mentions that it's for young people but also for parents mm. what do you want parents to know oh yeah <laughs> I think you know you, you've you've read it as well and I think you know this book actually applies to everyone I, you know, for me, I really want parents to understand that it's so important to, to be affectionate towards their children. You know, it's not just about giving, giving them, you know, worldly items or, you know, money, sending them to the best schools. That emotion, you know, that emotional affection needs to be there. They have to recognize that their, their parents love them. Because for me, as a as a child, even growing up into my adulthood, my dad never said to me he loves me. Oh wow! Again, I think that is a cultural thing. <laughs> for my African parents and friends, you know, some we have to unlearn this culture. Children need to hear this from their parents. You know, right. they need to be affirmed. They need to hear this positive affirmation from their parents, not from outside, um, outsiders. And so I just want parents to read my book and also understand the things goes on for young people and children that they're not able to communicate. Um, it's so important for parents to ensure that the, the atmosphere in the house is, you know, allows for our children to communicate, to, for them to be heard, to be listened to. So I give you a practical example. For my kids, when they were younger, 
I had a, a box, it's called a telling box. So I say to them, you know, this is a telling box, it's very visible, they know where it is. And I said, you know, if there's anything you feel like you can't tell mommy face to face, write it down, put it in the box. Every night, mommy will check that box. And, you know, I can read it and we can have a conversation about it. I think, you know, it's so important for children to be able to know that I can go to my mom or my dad mm-hmm. anytime and tell them how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. able to express themselves without being judged or being condemned. You know, it's so, it's so vital because I see a lot of that in my counseling room. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of the telling box. Yeah. <laughs> Did they actually write stuff in there for you? Yeah, my, my yes. daughter made very um, good use of it. For my son, one off. <laughs> uh-huh, my yeah. son, yeah. My, but my daughter was very good uh, with that. Uh, but my nice. son wasn't, uh, it wasn't that consistent like my daughter. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. Is there anything else you wanted to say to you know single parents, maybe? Oh, I mean, single parents, I love you guys. I love you guys. You're doing amazing job. I mean, you know, for the for the eleven years plus that I have to be a single mother, I know what it is like. You know, the struggle the loneliness, the, 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 the fear, you know, so I understand what you guys are going through. And, you know, I just pray that, you know, the grace of God be always abound, um, whatever you have to do, and even in difficult decision, because one, one of the things I found really challenging, sometimes not having time away from, from the children, or sometimes if I had to make a very difficult decision and there's nobody else to support me, you know. Um, but then I've learned to trust in, in God because uh, throughout those years, um, God was my, you know, is my rock, was my rock. I couldn't do anything without him. So just continue to hold on to God's promises and for yourself and for your children. And uh, by his grace, you know, you guys will be fine. Um, yes. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. If you're a single parent, I invite you to check out my free ebook, Parenting Alone with Confidence. You can find it on graceforsingleparents.com and it'll be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.